0: If you're a newcomer, you may think, well, does this church have anything going on for women? Oh, yes, we do. Just had a glorious women's conference here this weekend. Wonderful. Thank you to all the volunteers that helped pull that off. And to wrap up the mantra series, we're in a series of talks based on questions or statements people say to encourage themselves. And it was a nationwide, actually, international survey that was taken. And the number one thing people are quoted as saying or hearing said the most is God is always in control. Have you ever heard that? Well, there's truth in that, and then there's there's limitations to that uh, because God has also given us some control. Amen? And uh, you see wars and rumors of wars on the news or somebody not operating proper control. Amen? Well, bringing us the word today on God is Always in Control is Dr. Shannon Crawford. She stayed over from the conference to bring us the word. Come right on, Shannon.
1: Well, first of all, I want to say that worship was ridiculously awesome. Wherever you guys are... I was anointed. I had chills all over me. Um, so if my mascara is running, you know why. That was amazing worship. Secondly, I want to say thank you to Pastor Allen and Pastor Yvette. Thank you so much for letting me have the privilege of sharing your pulpit. Um, this is a huge honor. Um, I'm shaking in excitement and just what a privilege this is. And I want to thank Pastor Debbie Ellis for the Women's Conference and everything she does to encourage and pray for and bless up the women. You're amazing. Um, I want to thank Lois, our conference speaker, who did lunch. As long as they give me a mic, I'm going to keep building you up. I think you're amazing. Um, Everybody needs to know how amazing Lois is. She shared this testimony and preached the word, and it was like everybody was on the edge of our seats. So I just want to honor you that you did a phenomenal job, and um, you're going to want to hear her podcast, because it was great. Um, And then I want to tell my parents, happy anniversary! They have 40 years that they've been married, so they got married at like 10, you know? So... It's been a good journey. Thanks for having me early <laughs> in life. appreciate that. Um, I want to thank Chance, who made my retreat amazing. He decorated and he, he just made everything. So he did all this stuff and decorated. You can't see it right now. But if you ever see pictures, he did all of that. And so I want to thank him, and it took him all day. Um, and then thank you for everybody who volunteered and then tore it down and did all that stuff. So just thank you, everybody. Oh, there's people on the other side. I need to... Be aware that you're over there. Hi, hi, guys. Um, okay, so um, let's. I'm gonna show a video, and it's a little bit serious. Kind of dealing with some of our issues, um, and so we all kind of have stuff. Right. Um, And sometimes the Lord's kind of maybe wanting to highlight some of that and address it in our lives. And sometimes we don't want him to. And we say, no, Lord, it's not about that. Let's address something else. Let's do something else. Um, So just to kind of give an illustration, let's start with this video. Um, So just kind of be prepared. It's a little sensitive material. Um, So go ahead and start that video. It's just there's all this pressure, you know, and sometimes it feels like it's right up on me I don't know what it is.
0: And I'm not sleeping
1: very well at all. And all my sweaters are snagged. I mean, all of them.
0: Uh, That sounds really hard. It is. Thank you. Ow! Come on, if you would just... Don't! Try to see things my way.
1: that makes me laugh. Um, so I think in most of our lives, we have areas that we don't want to address and we don't want God or others to point out. Um, and I feel like. For us, if we just know to not take ourselves too seriously, sometimes the issue is really silly. Um, And to just trust the Lord that if he's highlighting something or if he's using people in a loving way to highlight it, that we don't want any obstruction to intimacy because that's really where our relationship with Christ is, is right in that heart where I enter him into my heart and now he lives here. So um, that was a funny illustration. But to be thinking about that, any areas of my life that I want the Lord to remove, that maybe he's been dealing with gently nudging um, and it's kind of creating a block. So we don't want that. So I'm going to pray, and then we'll just enter into the Word after our silly video. Jesus, I thank you that you are here. We just breathe your presence in. We're aware of your presence. Holy Spirit, I ask that you would fill us afresh. We pray every weight. Every heaviness, every burden just falls away now in Jesus' name. I pray that you'd give us eyes to see and ears to hear, that your word would be sharp and double, sharper than a double-edged sword. God, we pray the deepest amount of intimacy with our hearts to yours. We pray that there would be no blocks, no obstructions. We ask that you would joyfully and lovingly and tenderly highlight the areas that would hinder us from intimacy we want to live with abandon we don't want any blocks we want to live in this constant state of intimacy the way the garden was intended prior to the fall and Jesus you came so that we could have that unhindered fellowship once again so we breathe in your presence aware that you're already here and father you're smiling you like us so much So we choose to enter into your gates with thanksgiving and with praise, proclaiming the name of Jesus, that you are lifted up above every name, that you are King of kings and Lord of lords, that, Father God, you are holy and to be praised. You are worthy of all worship. God, take over my mouth. Let my words be your words, God. I pray nothing from my mouth is unpleasing to you. And if it is, let it fall to the ground and bear no fruit, God. But let your words just build up, edify, encourage, and bless your people. The enemy is going and hitting people with discouragement everywhere they go. And so, God, I pray this would be a time of refreshing and building us back up. So give us those ears to hear those sweet words, those words of affirmation, and the words of encouragement to remove any nails that are blocking our intimacy. In Jesus' name. Amen. Um, So first I thought I would share a really, really great passage. Um, So honestly, I just kind of flipped open the Bible to Psalms, and I highlight in colors. And so I'll just kind of read all my highlights of my favorite little parts in this passage. So it's Psalm 103. So if you follow along with me, it's it's a little jumpy, just because it's all my pink highlights, which you don't have in your Bible. Okay. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. So David's telling his soul, don't forget all his benefits. When it gets hard, don't forget, soul. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of his benefits. Who forgives all your sins and heals all of your diseases. Who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion. Who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in love. He does not treat us as our sins deserve. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgressions from us. For the Lord had compassion on those who fear him. The Lord's love is with those who fear him. And his righteousness with his children's children. With those who keep his covenant and remember to obey his precepts. His kingdom rules over all. O Lord my God, you are very great. You are clothed with splendor and majesty. He wraps himself in light as with a garment. So I think as there's a lot of news about terrorists and bombs and wars and all that stuff, I think it's easy for all of us to get scared and all of us to start looking at the bad report and looking at fear. And when that happens, it kind of uh, takes us off guard, right? It kind of activates your amygdala limbic system, and fear starts to kind of draw my attention here instead of on the faithfulness of God. Right? And so for me, I've been really struggling with like the end times, and I had this like fear response every time I thought about it. And for me, that's really embarrassing because I know God is faithful. I know his promises, and it's kind of disrespectful to be like, oh, I just think that you're going to fail me then or abandon me then. So I couldn't figure out what was going on. And then in my emotions, I realized that there was a deeper issue for me, that there was an area of fear that God's going to abandon me when I need him most. So, realizing that, I'm like, oh my gosh, Lord, I didn't know this block, this obstruction of our intimacy was created. And now I'm thinking that you're going to abandon me, you're going to leave me during the end times. And so when I started to go, well, that's just silly. Let's take that nail out of my forehead and trust that you're the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow. You're going to be there just like you have been. And so David tells himself, soul, you're going to remember his benefits. You're going to remember his testimonies, his faithfulness of the past. So you need to stand up and start doing war and not just let your fear take over. Sweet King David, we get his journal. And we get him on mountaintop days. And then we get him on the days where he's like, you failed me. You've abandoned me. The enemies are coming. Nevertheless, I will praise the Lord. Right? That he had a real soul just like us and our emotions. Yours may not be the end times. But for me, it was. And it would create this chaos. But now in my mind's eye, I just use my imagination and picture God, you're going to still be there. You're, odds are good we're already in the end times, for all I know. You know, hello. And so I'm just going to picture you holding my hand, and we're doing it together, and you're not going to leave. Because Jesus said, I'll never leave you, nor forsake you. Love, even to the end of the age, I'm never going to abandon you. I'm going to be right there with you. He's going to be holding my hand. So when that shifted for me, that nail came out. And now when I hear about the end times, I don't have that fear anymore. And your issue might be different. But if you notice that happen, that's an area your soul needs to be encouraged. You need to let Jesus into an area where a belief might be creating an obstruction uh, like a nail. And you can't quite enter into intimacy in that area where you have this kind of emotional response. And so for me, um, I've been learning how to go, okay, Lord, I need to take every thought captive into the submission of Christ, right? So if I have this fear response, then I need to recognize where it's coming from. And who is the author of fear? The enemy, right? And since the garden, he's been harassing and mean and ornery. So, God created the heavens and the earth, Genesis 1.1. So I believe in our question, is God in control? I believe God is in control. I think he is sovereign, he created everything, he is all authority, all power, and that all creation is held by the just majesty of God's presence. I think God is in control. And then, because we have finite language, we also have a term for self-control, where now I need to steward myself. So there's an aspect of me releasing all control and giving it to the Father, and then there's an aspect of me getting up, And now stewarding my life and brushing my teeth and putting my shoes on and going to work and doing that part of my life. So we'll talk about the difference between those two concepts that in our finite understanding and language, we use the same terms, but they're pretty different. So going back to Genesis, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. The Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. I just love the majesty. I love when it describes in the garden that there's these beautiful trees and lush garden, and it's just beautiful and amazing. And the Lord said in Genesis 2, uh, uh, 16 and 17, You are free to eat from any tree in the garden, but you must not eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For when you eat of it, you will surely die. And I've read that a thousand times, but it really stood out to me today. Because yesterday we finished our retreat and it was the last time I was speaking and then I was going off stage and all of a sudden I was flooded with all these thoughts that you failed, you were awful, it didn't even make sense, you can't even do this. I mean, it was just really, really strong and my emotions were like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that, you know? And so then I'm like, okay, I better practice what I preach. So I just got on my knees before the Lord and I'm like, Lord, you like me, you're in this with me. And I'm starting to remind my soul he's faithful, he's good. Those are not his voices. That's not his accusation. Because that's the accuser, right, who comes to kill, steal, and destroy. God does something and now the accuser is going to try to uproot it. And so I'm standing before, or I'm kneeling before the Lord, and I'm like, God, you're faithful. That's not your voice. You love me. You're passionate. You're proud of me. And all of a sudden, I can feel my heart just kind of calm down and feel these little walls that were kind of going around my heart of like, oh, shame and embarrassment. I messed up. Just kind of feel those walls just kind of come back down, and I started to feel safe again. And then a couple hours later, it's time for bed, and I go to bed, and I'm like, Lord, I really don't know what I'm going to say tomorrow. I kind of like... Did everything I had planned like the retreat got it all and I have nothing planned for church so You're going to need to be god on that and so i'm like, okay I'm, just going to go to sleep So I go to sleep and then I wake up at 3 30 and it's torment inside of me I'm, just filled with this fear of I don't know what i'm going to say. I don't know what i'm going to do Oh my gosh, and so i'm just kind of paralyzed with this fear and my emotions are going crazy So I try to lay there a little bit and by four o'clock i'm like, all right i'm going outside and so in the garden we have a choice to eat all the good stuff, all the trees, everything, out of the abundance of his goodness, or there's just one thing that he's like, if you do that, it will lead to death. Just so you know. But you have a choice. And I think that's our issue of control, right? That's my stewardship. If I'm going to hang out with Jesus and do that obedience thing, or if I'm going to do this thing over here, what the enemy is offering. So I think at 3.30, 4 o'clock this morning, my soul had a choice that in Scripture, Jesus is called a strong tower, that his name is a strong tower and I can run into it and be safe. Or the accuser, the guy who wants to beat me up and kill and steal and destroy, has offered in my soul all this emotion of fear and dread and panic. And so I felt that choice very clear of like I can go into self-pity and worry and anxious and cancel the thing and, and, and you know, or I can make the choice to put on worship music And I went outside, and at 4 in the morning, my little robe on, I am like, Lord, I'm going to bless you. I'm going to remind my soul that you are faithful. You are trustworthy. You will come through. God, you came through before. You will again. So I'll just remind my soul. I'm putting worship music on that tells my soul, you're safe. You're good. God knows me. There's a song by Will Reagan called Through and Through, and it's just like God knows you. He just knows you. He just loves you. So I felt my soul kind of calm back down. And I think that's part of that tower of the soul where we kind of insulate ourselves in fear or control or worry where I'm like, I'm going to do it my way or I'm going to live in fear or I'm going to whatever. And it's kind of like a tower, right? It's kind of this fortress that I create and on accident, don't mean to, right? And so then now I have this place and then I don't hear God, I don't feel him. Um, it's a famous expression, St. John of the Cross talked about the dark night of the soul where we go through these experiences where it's like, God, where are you? Like it just feels like darkness. It feels like you're not here not realizing sometimes it could also be we created our own little tower of fear and self-protection. And so as the Lord, you know, helps me lay down that little wall as I'm worshiping, then I just felt strength coming back in my spirit, man. And so I got up and I did karate moves. I don't know karate, but I just feel powerful doing it. And I'm like, enemy, you're a liar. And this is truth. And I'm going to hide in Christ and Jesus. This is the resurrection power living inside of me. So I'm going to stand up tomorrow and words are going to come out. And we'll just see what happens. And so they are. (laughs) Um, But I think we have those choices every day. That the enemy wants to offer that choice of offense, self-pity, rebellion, pride, disobedience. That one thing that's in disobedience to the Lord. While God's like, I will give you all abundance. I'll give you everything. Because right? He's up here, and He's sovereign, and He's in love with us. He's passionate for us to prosper and not to harm us, to give us a hope and a future. He is good, and there's no darkness or turning in Him. There's no shadow in Him. Every good gift comes from above. But there's an enemy who gets me to start believing that lie and start turning toward that voice. And now I can accidentally start falling in to some of those traps the enemy has set for me to get me to sabotage my own life. And we talked about the three, uh, the three stewards in uh, the women's conference, that two of them took what the master had given, and they multiplied it, and they were faithful and successful, and they gave back more to the master. And then one guy was like, I know you're an unjust guy. I know you're a bad master, and you're not a good, I can't trust you, blah, blah. So he just buried his treasure. And I think that's a huge part of our lives, is what we believe about God. Do I believe the lie that the enemy is telling me, culture is telling me, some people with good intentions accidentally are telling me that God is mad and he's angry and he's disciplining you and this bad thing is because God's all mad at you. And not that God doesn't discipline you, but just, you know, that like, ugh, ugh feeling. That God is this angry, wrathful guy. And so if I start doing that, I'm probably not going to really trust him with my finances or my relationships or my day-to-day driving or obedience to the law, right? I'm kind of going to kind of create my own little thing over here and not really trust the Lord. When I'm not trusting him, I'm probably not going to be really obeying, right? Because it's kind of like, well, I don't really think you're a good guy. So I'm going to bury my treasure. I'm going to do it my own way and then get to heaven just scraping by, you know? I think that's what that servant was doing, is he was saying, I'm going to do it my own way, and I'm not really going to trust doing it the Lord's way. And I think for me, I could have called Pastor Allen and been like, I am not going to come. I'm going to hide under a rock. I'm not going to do this and disqualify myself and sabotage whatever God did want to do through a donkey. He can use anybody, right? And so then when I told my soul, you're going to bless the Lord, and you're going to stay in worship until you get out of this funk, Then I'm that servant who's now multiplying and creating good seed, who's being obedient. And then I'm hearing God's voice. And guys, I'm going to tell you something really cool. It may mean nothing to you, but for most of my relationship with God, I feel like I'm like always pursuing him, right? And when I was out there this morning, um, I felt like um, I kept telling the Lord, Father, I am covenanted to you. I am covenanted to you. And I heard him say, I'm covenanted to you, Shannon. And then I took all the pressure of me having to be good and fancy and believe enough and do enough. It's like, God of all creation is covenanted to you. He covenanted himself to you. His commitment is true. He will be faithful. I promise you, he will be faithful as long as you keep opening your heart back up. Don't listen to the lie of the enemy because when you do as a steward of your life you're going to probably make bad decisions and then you're going to look at everybody else and say why is God blessing them why isn't that happening for me and then that's not God's fault if you can't keep a job and you know you're yelling at your boss yelling at your kids and they don't like you that's not God's fault if you don't have friends cuz you have a bad attitude that's not God's fault He's up here saying, I love you. Every promise is yes and amen. My heart is for prosperity, not to ever harm you. And any lie that says otherwise is from the devil. And he is a liar. He accuses you and he also accuses the Father to your ear. And he makes God seem mean and distant and not helping. And sometimes we just go through seasons that are just long. Sometimes we sow good seed and it's like nothing. And sometimes it gets worse. You know, you sow your seed, you're obedient, you're faithful, you do what you think the Lord's asking, and sometimes the storm gets even worse. And yet, if I choose to believe His goodness, if I choose to believe He covenanted with me, He's not going to let me go. He's going to hold my hands. He's in my boat, He's not going anywhere. Then, if I I faint not, I will reap a harvest. That's a scripture my sweet mother has prayed over me and spoken over me my entire life that I wouldn't give up. I haven't had a lot of people beat me for being a Christian. I haven't had that kind of persecution. But sometimes mine is just these long promises where it's like you just be faithful and you just put that one foot in front of the other and you stay in school. You you do work for years that I've never been paid. I'm Ten years of work that I've never been paid. That's the joy of being an intern, right? So you just keep being faithful. You keep trusting the Lord. Someday it will work out. If I faint not, I will reap a harvest. And now as a steward of my life, I'm so grateful If I had quit, if I had dropped out of school, if I hadn't stayed on the course the Lord gave me, oh my gosh, my life would be completely different. And I had people telling me, you should go on the mission field, you should go to Africa, you should do these things. But that's not what God was telling me to do. And those are great for those people. But God has a trajectory for each and every life. And we have to be obedient to the territory he's given us. And so when I stayed on my little course, and I stayed in obedience, now I get to do stuff like this. And I get to minister in my office all day long, and it's the greatest joy of my life. And there are hard days, and there's emotional days, and there's heavy, and all that stuff is real. But the joy of knowing, oh my gosh, because I hung in there with the Lord, and I didn't give up, I didn't listen to accusation, and the fear and intimidation that you can't do this, Because the enemy has used that one on me a lot. Um, The fear and intimidation has happened a lot. But the Lord wants to tell you that I'm in it with you. And so last night, um, I had not read my prophetic word from the conference yet. And so I felt at four in the morning, maybe now is a good time, you know. You need a word from the Lord when you're in those moments. And so I opened my little prophetic word from the conference. So it's the middle of the night, and I have nothing to say tomorrow and it's a desire of my heart to speak, and yet <laughs> I'm going to fall on my face because I don't know what I'm going to say. So this is my prophetic word. Remember that God will instruct and counsel you. He will see you through. You are his beloved. I will bless the Lord who has given me counsel. My heart also instructs me in the night season. Psalm 16:7. So at that right time, Father was fighting for me. But I had to be looking for it, right? That envelope did not open itself. I had to tell soul, hey, you, we are going to bless the Lord. We're going to get any encouragement we can get right now. We're turning the worship music on. We are doing whatever we can to stay in God's face. And once it broke, and it wasn't that long, once I got, you know, and all that worship music and all that stuff, once it broke, then it was just like, oh, my gosh, revelation and ideas and all this stuff was great. And then I heard the voice of my father say, I covenant to you. That I don't have to keep us together. I don't have to make sure I'm right before the Lord and doing all this stuff. It's like, Shannon, you sweet little thing. Like, I have covenanted you, God Almighty. I've covenanted myself to you. Every word, every promise, it is for your life. And I would encourage you to grab that and say, that's a promise for me. God says that that is for you. I am a covenant God. And when you come into covenant with me, I protect you. I provide for you. I cover you. I shield you with my wings. I'll lift you up that your foot would not hit a stone. That the angels of the Lord would be encamped about you. That even though the enemy may be around you, you will eat at the banquet table of the Lord. And fear will not encroach your camp. That you have good promises from an everlasting God who says, I covenant myself to you. So he's big and he's in control. And then there's me making decisions to trust that or not. And that's the part where I have self-control or I don't, right? The fruit of the Spirit is that I have self-control. And in those moments, it's real easy. We always think of self-control. All right, I do. Food, you know, chocolate, exercise, reading my Bible. I always think those are the self-control. Sometimes self-control is taking that thought captive. Sometimes it's submitting my emotions under the truth of what Scripture says, even if I don't feel like it. That is such a good act of self-control. And when I do that, a lot of the other stuff takes care of itself. Because I already nipped it in the butt with the first thought that the enemy was trying to accuse me or the Lord. So my encouragement is that God is good. And He is trustworthy. And you can open your heart to Him. Because the enemy is causing wars. He's causing death and destruction. It says even creation is crying out, groaning for the return of Christ. Even creation has been wounded by the fall. So all this bad stuff, I don't think we can say, God's doing all this. You know, we ask, where is God? God's right here. Look Him in the face. Spend that time. Let Him minister to your heart. Pull those walls back down. Trust Him. Even if it's the last thing you can do in that moment... And when you trust Him, His presence comes back in. You've laid down your walls as the steward, and now He can come back in. And you've hidden in Christ in the strong tower. And in Christ, the next day I'm going to get ideas. I'm going to get inspiration. Even for my women's conference, I had this just dream. I was like, God, wouldn't it be neat if I could have a chandelier for the women's conference? And I was just so excited. Um, But, of course, nobody has a chandelier that they want to undo and give to me, right? So I was like, God, could you just cause someone to give me a chandelier? And no one did. And I went through Facebook and nothing and nothing and nothing, right? And so then all of a sudden, and I just in a place place of worship, I just had this idea of contact that lighting company. You got all the lights from your house. Lighting Etc. is their name. You want to pursue them, they're great. So lighting, etc. I called them, told them my little story of I've never asked somebody for something, but can I borrow a light for a women's conference? And the Lady's like, Oh my gosh, yes, absolutely. Come to my warehouse, pick anyone you want, pre assembled. Oh my like, Lord! How much I don't even ask you for enough of the cool stuff you want to give me. <laughs> That's so neat. I don't ask I just don't even think, right? Because when I had the thought, it was like a little dream. And then I was kind of like, oh, that's kind of foolish. It's probably not going to work out. And I was downplaying it. But then, as I just kept hanging out with him, kept worshiping, little ideas just pop into your head. And you don't know. It's not like God's like, thus saith the Lord, to every thought, right? You just have to test every thought, right? You test, is it drawing me closer to Jesus or further away? And the same with the end times and with wars and violence and bad stuff that happens. I look at the fruit. Is it causing people to get closer to Christ or further? And then I know the author of who's creating that. The enemy has come to kill, steal, destroy. He's a destroyer and he's evil and he gets us as little stewards to then now open our gate to him and then we make bad decisions and we hurt each other and we do all this stuff, right? Or... Like us, we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and now we get the kingdom of God dwelling inside of us. We get inspiration and wisdom. We get anointing. And sometimes it feels dry, and it feels like, where was that? The first two years of my life was amazing in Christ, and where did it go? Sometimes it's because we have to lower those walls. Life is hard. We get banged up. Little thoughts creep in, little offenses at the Lord when things don't go our way. We get disappointed, and it hurts. And I would encourage you to just say, Dad, this hurts. And I picture that I crawl on his lap and I just cry in his chest for the first part of most of my time with him. I just tell him, that hurt my feelings, or that didn't feel good, or I got scared. And I just tell him, and I listen to songs that are kind of like, you know me, you care about my feelings. And then once my little soul gets built up, my spirit man's ready to go to war. And then I do my kai kwa ta, all this stuff. And then I feel strong and I feel ready to believe Him at His Word, that even if I'm going to face the hardest stuff, like public speaking, they say that's pretty hard, yeah? (laughs) doing it right now. Um, Even then, I can trust the Lord that, God, I'm going to stand up there with nothing to say and just believe that words are going to come out and that you'll be glorified and your people will be blessed and built up and that they'll be ready to go fight their battles. So I bless you in being good stewards to believe God at His promises, to take every thought, every accusation against yourself, against your loved ones, against the church, against God, every thought captive. Submit it. Test the spirit. See if that's coming from the Lord or the enemy. You'll know exactly the fruit that it brings. If you feel angst, if you feel heavy, if you feel like, yeah, I'm offended. You know, immediately you're going to know the fruit of who's sending that thought. You take it captive under the obedience of Jesus Christ, and then you cast it out, right? If I submit to God, resist the devil, the enemy has to flee from me. And sometimes it takes a little tearing, a little pressing through. As Americans, we haven't been persecuted like a lot of the church. So sometimes we have to get our little knee pads on and be ready to fight and contend that our soul stays in a place of openness before the Lord with no walls, no self-protection, no fear, no accusation or offense that God didn't do it the way I wanted him to. But I just continue to believe Him that He really does love you. He loves 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 you. He is so passionate for you. He sent His only Son to die for you and me. His covenant is real and it's eternal. And He will never, ever let you down. If you accept Jesus as your Savior, you're not only going to hell. You have an everyday inspiration from Holy Spirit. And He'll give you ideas. He'll encourage you. Just open your heart back up. Don't let it get hard. It says the heart of many will grow cold in the last days because we're mean to each other. And we see the bad news on the newscasting thing. And God, I just pray that our hearts would not be hard. That we would have hearts of flesh that we would know that He is good, He is faithful, He is trustworthy. You can put your whole life in His hands and He will come through. And it will not look the way you expect. Ever, right? But He will and it will be better. Even Job, if you could imagine how much horror he went through. And yet if he had failed, his story would end there. His wife said, curse God and die. If he did, story's over. But Job persevered He didn't faint. He didn't give up. He didn't listen to the accusation. He believed God, unglamorously, like most of us, but he just one foot in front of the other. And then he got double in every area where the enemy afflicted him. God is not afflicting you. The bad in your life is not God. He is passionate for your welfare and not your harm. So if it sucks right now, then you need to cast out some enemy who's messing with your territory. And that's your life as a steward. You can't do this anymore. I'm going to trust the Lord. I'm going to trust His faithfulness. Enemy, you can't have this territory anymore. You can't have this emotion in my soul anymore. Depression, you can't stay in here anymore. You go in Jesus' name. And I'm going to stay in God's presence until that breakthrough comes. And I hear Him again and I feel Him again. Oh, and the walls come down and His presence is so sweet. And He will be faithful, I promise you. And so I just bless you and commission you as armor bearers, as believers of the one true God, ambassadors, that you're going to leave here and the enemy's going to try something, right? He'll try. But after that attack, God's going to doubly bless you. It will be better than before you ever entered in that season if you don't give up. That's the one key I'll tell you. Just stay with the Lord. Don't give up on Him. He loves you. And He is fighting for you. Please don't give up on Him. He loves you so much. And I bless you to hold that, to have a heart of flesh, to trust that, God, I don't understand this circumstance. I don't know why this is happening. But nevertheless, soul, you will bless the Lord. And I will trust you even in the night season, even when I'm tormented, even when the enemy is plaguing me. And it feels like it's just better to die right now than to go through this. That is a lie. couple hours later, I'm preaching. Oh, my gosh, I'm on the top of the mountain. Thanks, God. Thanks, Lord. He is faithful. He'll do it for you. He will do it for you. I promise you. And so I just pray, Jesus, we give you our hearts. And, Lord, it's scary sometimes and it's hard sometimes. And you let us be honest and raw with our emotion. And so we just thank you that we can cry. We can even hit and bang and throw tantrums if we need to as long as we're coming to you. Help us to let go of the offense, any lie, any disappointment that's become a nail, hindering intimacy. God, help us lay those things down in Jesus' name and to come fully into your presence, embracing you because you've already embraced us through the cross. So, Jesus, I give you my life. And I'll just have everybody repeat after me. Jesus, I invite you into my heart. You are trustworthy. You are good and faithful. I thank you that I'm sealed unto the day of redemption. You will never leave me, you will never forsake me. Take the heart of stone and turn it into a heart of flesh. That I would carry your glory everywhere I go. And whatever the enemy tries, I would choose to bless the Lord, O my soul. And be ready for the rewarder of my soul. To doubly bless me in the very area the enemy has formed an attack against me. Jesus, you like me. You love me. And Father, you have covenanted yourself to me. So every promise applies to my life. Because you are not a man that you could lie. Or could change your mind. But your word is yes and amen. So I choose to stand on your word. And receive your joy right now. Your wisdom. Your counsel. As you fill me up with so much joy. That I can't even contain it and I have to share it. In Jesus' name. Amen.